What's up everybody? Today is gonna be a new show, a special one. A special one because I never did something like that. But I want to do and I will probably do more of this as we don't have an NBA season yet. So what I'm gonna do today, I'm gonna read and react and give you my thoughts about a Bleacher Report article published yesterday, a few days ago. A uh, couple of days ago, yeah. It says, the title is which NBA players under 23 would you actually build around? It's probably a s- smallest, but a very talented one. So it's mentioned here that they will only include players who haven't celebrated their 23rd birthday. So players like Jalen Brown, who are 23, will not be included in this list. Okay, good to know. So... Of the record, this is the first time I'm reading it as well. The first time I see those names. So yeah, let's shoot. On the radar, but off the list for now. So this is probably like an honorable mention type. DeAndre Ayton. Yo, so DeAndre Ayton is a solid player. I mean, he can do a lot of things. He can play good defense. He he blocks one shot per game. He shoots a little bit. I mean, he had some attempts from the three-point line. He averaged 18.2 points last season. He played 38 games, but man, that thing that happened, remember? thousand years ago? He... It was discovered that he consumed something that was banned and he got a 25-game suspension. Which, yeah, doesn't really look good on his resume so far. So, yeah, I think his potential is high. I think he he's, a very, he's in a very good position because the combination of a shooting guard at, and uh, a center is very popular and it's a good one. Especially when your shooting guard is Devin Booker, man. I mean, this guy is incredible. I'm feeling so bad for him that so far he's, what, four or five years in? the league so far he's wasted it in phoenix incredible bubble run 8-0 incredible game winner against the los angeles clippers over paul george and Kawhi, both of them but yeah i really thought that the end rate could be that guy man could be that shaquille o'neal to De- devin scoby if you will but so far he didn't disappoint it that much except for that thing so yeah I will probably have him on my honorable mentions as well because he didn't showcase so much. He's solid, good. He didn't exceed the expectations, but neither did he lower his expectations. Didn't he meet his expectations? So hopefully he will transform into a huge talent. And I don't know, maybe in two, three years could be one of the best centers in the league, if not the best center in the league. Who else have they put it here? Tyler Hero, yeah. Well, before I opinion on if these players deserve to be on this list, I have to see all of them, and as I said, I did not. So having Tyler here as an honorable mention, I don't know if he will make the picks that they have selected. Yes, honorable mention, I mean, what more could you want? He averaged 16 games in these playoffs, 
He had a 37-point monster performance. Yeah, of course he showed that he's a rookie. I mean, I don't think we will ever see a rookie performance in the finals like Magic Johnson had in his rookie season. But this is a, as good as it you can get. This guy is a sniper, a three-point shooter extraordinaire. Average throughout the season, regular season and playoffs. 39% from the three-point line. He rebounds. He assists. When Dragic went down, he stepped up. They, the team needed another playmaker because Jimmy Butler was literally exhausted. So the, the Heat needed another playmaker. He, some ways, transformed into that, but at times you, sh- you saw that he's a rookie and he made silly mistakes that any rookie made makes. So... Heads off to his performance. I mean, it was really incredible. Without he, without Tyler Hero, the Heat would probably not make the finals because every player on that roster was so important. And th- this is why, it, probably with Dragic in the roster, who knows? I'm not saying that the Heat would have won, but the Lakers blew them out in three out of their four wins. Maybe that wouldn't happen. So yeah, this guy has huge potential. I mean, he will probably he looks like that kind of player who throughout who will have a long career and a very consistent one. He will probably not be in the MVP considerations, I don't know. Ever because I don't know, he doesn't look like that and he's a huge liability on the defensive side. But his upside is so huge. Everyone, I mean, not everyone. Some people said that Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson look like Steph and Clay. I wouldn't go that far. But what I can say is that they made a huge, a good impersonation of them. And Tyler Hero was referred to as, as Cody because he did a little bit of playmaking, as I said. And that 37-point game was unbelievable. I mean, it looks like this ga- this guy ha- only makes floaters and long twos and contested twos and contested threes and long threes. Easy shots are not for him. He doesn't take easy shots, looks like. We have here uh, on the honorable mention list, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr., even though he averaged less rebounds less assists and less points than DeAndre Ayton. So, somehow, I view him in a better way. I really don't know why. So, see, he's a power forward for the Memphis Grizzlies. And I also like this combo of him and Ja Morant. Ja probably is on the list. The thing that scares me a little bit with Jordan Jackson Jr., Triple J, is that he suffered a torn meniscus on the 4th of August in the bubble. And yeah, his team didn't have a chance to make the playoffs. But I loved... I, this team looks great. Great. Huge upside, I think. Because of Jamoret and because of this guy. One thing he does really well for a 
player that is 6-11. So last season he shooted 39% from free. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like Tyler Hero, but this guy is 6-11. Oh my god, man. Look out. He only rebounded the ball four times per game, but I can improve that. He's a rookie. He had a good center on his team, Valanciunas, so and he improved scoring wise. I mean rookie season 13 points per game. Sophomore season 17 points per game. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to see more of this guy and yeah, he should be on hit on this list. Now, if you ask me this is a very controversial pick. Their fourth honorable ancian, Michael Porter Jr. So this guy is 6'10. He can score from everywhere in the court. But two stains, as it says here, he has two stains on his resume. First of one, everyone knows it, his injury. This guy practically broke his back he broke his back so college season his first and only college season he did not play either way he declared for the draft and he had not played his what would have been his rookie season in 2018-2019 he's also a huge liability on defense yeah this his for this season was his first season and he also played, I don't know if it's on minutes restriction, but he, he only averaged 16 points. He played 55 games this season. He almost shot it 50, 40, 90. What missed from that is 83% from the free throw line. And yeah, 9 points in 60 minutes is good, I think. For 36 minutes, he's averaging 20 points. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, yeah, this guy has a huge upside. And because he's a scorer and not really a slasher, yeah, maybe this injury will not be so... will not affect his game so much. But yeah, sometimes he had some games, I think, where he scored zero points or two points or was 0 from 9, 0 from 10, something like that. Probably this is because he really doesn't have much playing experience. I mean, for God's sake, this guy haven't played since high school before this season. So it is a huge thing. And it was also a little bit curious, his comments, that he said he wants to play more. And Denver actually needed more minutes of him. So yeah, that was controversial. That was a scary thing to say for a rookie, basically. Obviously, he wants to play. He knows he knows that he can help his team. But it's tough. It's really tough. Because also, again, then I guess took a risk in drafting him. As I said, this guy literally had the broken back. And so far, yeah, the risk... Yeah, Paid off, it's a small sample, 55 games, but he showed some signs, he's promising, but scary. 
it is really scary. If this guy hasn't suffered that injury, he would probably be rookie of the year last year. And now one of the best scorers in the league. Let's start with the actual list. So they have here number one. Really, I don't really know if this is ranked or the selection is random. Uh, yeah, okay. They have here the probably most obvious pick. Luka Doncic. Man, this guy is incredible. So some of you may not know, before I started to make this podcast, I had, I still do have, but I don't write on it anymore, a blog where I also talked about basketball and tennis. And on November 4, 2018, I posted an article titled How can Luka Doncic become the greatest European player in the history of the NBA? I mean, we are getting there. It really looks like we are getting there. This guy was in most improved player considerations and in MVP player considerations. I think he ended five on the MVP list. Are you kidding me? His second season? Oh my God. So let's quick stat check. 28.8 points this season. 8.5 rebounds. 7.3 assists. These are LeBron James types number. I don't care. 57% from two. 31% from three. Yeah, I know that's a bit low, but he's shooting a lot. His usage rate is high. And you see those threes that he makes? Double step back contested, hand, hand on his face. I mean, yeah. And it's still room for improvement. For God's sake, it was his second season. And he plays horrible defense. Horrible. And doesn't shoot from the free throw really that good. So if that free throw percentage can jump up 10%, he's shooting 73 so far for his career, his two seconds, his two seasons. Wow. Can you imagine that? And Dallas played in the bubble, the playoffs, against, yeah, he was 31 points for playoffs. 9.8 rebounds, 8.7 assists, almost a triple-double. And his sh shooting for free went up 36%. But, yeah, the sample is also small here, six games. But, man, so Clippers had a 2-1 lead, I think, and Porzingis goes down. But all those games were really close. And you start wondering, oh, my God, can this Dallas team really give their Clippers a run of the, for their life. It really looked like that. It really did. And when Porzingis went down, I was so upset because I really thought that this series could go seven. And not only seven, I really thought that Dallas had a chance. And then Doncic had that Herculean performance when he hit the game winner in overtime to make it, to tie the series 2-2. Two, two. The step back free wing far from the three point line. It was unbelievable. But it was a shot that he all he makes. You know that. It's not the first time he did that. So it's very impressive. Ve heads off to him, man. 
really impressive performance. And yeah, I really believe that if Porzingis would not have injured himself. And this is the thing that scares me about this Dallas team because they are clearly a young team built for the future. They had some good complementary pieces around Dancic and Porzingis, but Porzingis' health is such a huge question mark. Such a huge question mark. He had surgery on his knees, I think, three times now, four times. And he was drafted four or five years ago. So yeah, that clearly is not a good sign. Although, after he came back after that ACL this season, it looked amazing. Amazing. So yeah, this is that about Luka Dancic. Next on the list, Richard Report has De'Aaron Fox. He's actually, I think, the oldest player on this team. He's age 22 right now. Just wrapped up his best season so far in his career. 21.1 points per game to go along with six assists. And kind of a bad season for him shooting-wise. And he didn't play that much. He had... I mean, no, he played. Sorry, I forgot that this season was interrupted. So he shooted 29% from free, which is really bad. Considering his sophomore season, he shooted 37. But his overall points per game went up. And I love this kid. He's so fast. He's so athletic. But I really think the situation in Sacramento is really bad for him. You hear some reports lately that Buddy Hill and the general manager, or the coach, I don't remember, don't return phone calls. Yeah, the situation is pretty messed up, but Man, this kid really could go somewhere. I mean, he's no Luka Doncic, but yeah, well-deserved. And he deserves to be on this list. He's so uh, his quick step, his faking, his shooting, pump, pump fake, mid-range. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. Next. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, this is a unexpected pick because, yeah, he also ended his sophomore season and he played really good. I mean, rookie campaign, Clippers, he played all 82 games. Then, he gets traded for Paul George. Can you imagine if the Clippers don't win a title with Paul George and Kawhi? That they literally traded a future franchise player. I mean, Shea Gidges Alexander is averaging 19 points. His shooting percentages are good. His defense is good. And he... You didn't expect that. I mean, he wasn't... He was, I think, if I remember correctly, an early pick in the draft, but not a top five pick, if I remember correctly. Hopefully I do. And he played great great this year in Oklahoma City with Chris Paul. He played great alongside Chris Paul. He was the classic shooting guard who plays good defense. So, the thing with Shea Alexander, and this is like the eyeball test, I think. My opinion is that he doesn't, he has the potential to be a perennial all-star, but I don't view him as a superstar potential. 
I don't view him at the level of James Harden, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and all that. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe he can prove me wrong. Huge jump. I mean, he averaged nine more points this season than he did last season, and he never missed a game in his entire NBA career. So, yeah, and he started all the games he played this season in Oklahoma. So, yeah, man, the future in Oklahoma City is so bright. They have a billions of picks. They have this young kid. Let's move on to the other people on this list. Ja Morant, yeah. Yeah, probably Ja and Zen will be on this list. And these are the only players probably on this list who are rookies. I mean, we just ended the rookie campaign. Ja Morant, ja Morant everybody knows. Rookie of the year, 17 points, 7 assists per game. This guy, this is what I'm saying. So between Ja Morant and Shea Gidges Alexander, who would you rather have? I would probably go with Ja because he he looks so hungry and he looks like he wants it and he I don't know he has that superstar potential I don't know how to say it it's not about the stats it's the eyeball test it's what you see him do of the court his usage rate was high because he he wanted to do everything he wanted to dunk on people he wanted to he had some clutch shots this season some I think he had one or two game winners I mean something believable he really played good and I love his interviews because he's fearless he doesn't give a damn that everybody had Zion Williamson winning rookie of the year even if he played 20 or 30 games which was bogus if you ask me and Ja Morant deserved this award and he was the better player overall even though Zion Williams still played some games Ja Morant was better there is no way to Slice and dice that. It was clear. Yeah. Huge. So, remember, two of Memphis Grizzlies players are on this list. Players under 23 years of age. Jamorant is 20. 20. So, future is looking bright for this kid. Jason Tatum. Next on the list. Yeah. He's probably one of the... Oh, oh my God, Jason Tatum is only 21. I really believe that he was older. I mean, I thought he was 22, yeah. He came in the league at 19 years of age. Wow, this is this is crazy. I mean, Jason Tatum has that kind of superstar potential to be the best player on the championship team, to be the closer. So far, he was close to proving that. I mean, the Boston team... He has Jalen Brown there, who is also young, 23 years of age. Kemba Walker, it was his first season there. Gordon Hayward. Yeah, the situation with Gordon Hayward is messy, but Boston really lacked a bench this season. I mean, they kind of relied on six people. The starting five and then Marcus Smart coming off the bench. Or if they went small, Daniel Tice. Or, yeah, I mean, most of the... Most of the teams on further in the playoffs rely on seven, eight people, but six, it's kind of tough, especially when two of them are really young. There was that report that came out after the Celtics lost to the Miami Heat that Kemba Walker played injured. 
yeah, you don't want that to happen. Then, yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum really has that. He shoots great from the free throw line, from the field, from two, from three, mid-range layup, step back three, have reached 33 points this season. Yeah, if I will make a top of the player so far, I would say that probably Jason Tatum is number two. And Luka Doncic is probably the best player on this list. But yeah, I didn't know that Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum are actually the same age, 21. I thought Jason Tatum is a year older. So, I really want to see him prove. We all expected him to blossom into the superstar he will probably be one day this season. But yeah, that felt short and Jason and Boston lost to an incredible Miami Heat team. I mean, the Eastern Conference Miami Heat was 10 times better than the finals Miami Heat. Yeah, probably because Jimmy Butler was not that tired because Dragic played. Bam actually was the leading scorer for Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals and unfortunately he didn't play two games in the NBA Finals and the games he played he didn't look like himself. So yeah, Jason Dayton also had a 20.4 PER which is kind of impressive last season. We are getting closer to finish the article, to finish the list. And number seven out of eight, Zan Williamson from New Orleans Pelicans. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. It w- this kid is a alien, a monster. I mean, it says here only three players were listed at higher weights than his 284 pounds. And all three of them are seven footers, Taco Fall, Boban Marjanovic, and Yusuf Nurkic. Williams is just 6.6. Six feet six. Wow! This is incredible. I mean, his body is constructed in a really unique way. And yeah, this comes with two. With one advantage and one disadvantage. I mean, he really explodes. He can jump off the gym. But in the second time when the landing comes, all of this weight that pushes down on the knees can really harm his health. And without his athleticism, he will probably never be that MVP caliber player that everyone expected. I mean, the hype that came out with this kid declaring for the draft and in college playing in Duke University with R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish and wow his hype was so big and I really have a question mark can can he be healthy can he stay healthy I mean if you if you take a look at his stats they are impressive. So first of all, he only played 24 games with 27.8 minutes. And he averaged 22 points and 6 rebounds. And he shot it 42% from free. I mean, he didn't really take much frees, but that's impressive. So, and 58% from the field. And if you go to part 26, this guy averaged 37 for point, 4 points points this is insane if you think about it but 
can he play 36 minutes? Can he do that and not get literally exhausted after two quarters? And his minutes restriction was probably because of the injury he suffered in summer league. But also he looked exhausted after playing that many minutes. Because because of his body, because of his frame, because of how he is built. He's not built for endurance. This is what I'm saying, I mean. If he can come out next year and play 30, let's say 30 minutes, 32 minutes, and average 30, 30 points per game, and who knows what the roster will be around him, he might have a shot at winning MVP if he can stay healthy. He might have, sorry, he might have a shot to be finals MVP. God knows if the new GM makes some moves. The New Orleans Pelicans, ladies and gentlemen, still don't have a head coach. As we speak, they still don't have a head coach. And they fired Alvin Gentry, I don't want to say months ago, but I think it was months ago. So... Maybe this player has the most potential on this list. But contradictory, he also has the lowest, the highest probability of getting injured and not succeed expectations, not meet expectations. I would say probably, yeah, so the difference between him and Michael Porter Jr. is that In the games that both of them played, Zion Williamson was clearly better than Michael Porter Jr., but Porter Jr. Porter Jr.'s injury is much more severe. Maybe Zion could lose some weight because this is everybody is referring to this. He jumps off the out the gym, his vertical is insane. And when he lands, he lands when he drops down. All that weight is on his knees. And if an, an athletic guy like he is, remember he's six foot six and wins jump balls against seven foot centers. So, yeah. If those knees get really hurt, things can end in a very ugly way because remember a player, the youngest MVP in the game? His game was predicated on his athleticism. And he suffered a lot of knee injuries. He had a lot of knee surgeries. And now he's still solid. Yeah, I would say he's above average player. If you take into consideration the last season. But he will never be. He will never meet his expectations. D. Rose was playing in Chicago, following the footsteps of Michael Jordan, the youngest MVP in league history at 22 years old. The, yeah, this, it's amazing. And unfortunately, he suffered a lot of injuries and now he will never be that again. And now we go to the last player on this list, which is Luka Doncic, Nemesis, Luka Doncic, rival Trey Young. And the only reason I say that is, yeah, this will could never escape both of them. They will always be compared only because they got drafted. They got traded at the draft, they, as the 
Dress Night. The Miami Heat selected... The Miami Heat, oh my God, sorry. The Atlanta Hawks selected Luka Doncic and then traded him to Dallas. So far, I would say that trade was a W. I mean, Luka Doncic looks like the better player. But Trey Young is not that far behind, man. He averaged 29 points this season. More than Doncic. 29 points. 8.6 assists. Four rebounds. And for a small guy like him, four rebounds, is, yeah, it's a lot. He's also he's a better three-point shooter. He's a worst two-point shooter, if you will. And a better three-point shooter. So this guy also has huge, has huge upside. But unfortunately for him, he plays on... I mean, the Dallas team this season, they were contending. This is a rebuilding team in the making. Maybe they have a chance next year. But yeah, the record this season really was bad because, let's face it, who is on the roster? Trey Young and two or three other rookies or sophomores. It was Cam Reddish. He's a rookie. John Collins, he's a sophomore, who is a great player. A great, great player. Why is not John Collins on this list? I mean, isn't he? He's older than 33 years old. He's 22 years old. Interesting. Yeah, I never think of, thought of that. And he also suffered that uh, suspension of 25 games because he used some banned substance. Same as DeAndre Ayton, but would you rather have John Collins or Jaron Jackson? This is a solid question because John Collins was a double-double machine this season. He averaged 21 points, 10 rebounds. He can shoot from the free. He shoot it 40% from the free. Yeah. I would rather have John Collins than Michael Porter Jr. I can tell you that. Because I'm really afraid of that injury. So, I, w I would put John Collins on this list. I would definitely put John Collins on this list now that I really think about it. So, yeah, I expect a lot of Atlanta next season. I really do. And I hope they they can make a run for the playoffs. I don't see them as a contender as their roster is currently constructed. But they can sneak into that Six, seven spot in the East because let's face it, the East is weak. I mean, who do they have now that will probably be a contender? Bucks, Heat, Boston. I don't know about Toronto. They're getting pretty old. I mean, Kyle Lowry, Gasol, Ibaka, they are getting old. Siakam, we don't improve that much from last season. Van Vliet is a free agent. We'll see how that develops. Philly with the new coach, maybe. But there are a lot of complications there. So yeah, Brooklyn, obviously, with KD and Kyrie. I could see Atlanta being the 7th seed or the 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. And I really think they should be, considering their talent. Even though they are a young team. John Collins is definitely here on this list. Should be on this list. Now that I really think about it. So, guys, the list has ended. This was the episode. Let me know if you liked it, if you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify, to subscribe and like this video on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
I'm really thinking about doing this kind of episodes in the future, in the close future, and expect a tennis video soon, only tennis podcast soon, because it's been a while since I did that. So thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Peace.